Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, the Sipping Social Podcast here. Um, Garrett and I just got done rubbing some fantastic smelling hops with the Salamoth crew. It's unbelievable. I spent the next like hour after that going, what is that? And it's my own hands. I never washed my hands after rubbing all those hops. It's it's a super special uh, moment when you get to like rub some hops with some dudes that know about beer. Uh, the guys that we were doing it with they've been on with us they're super smart about it uh but trying to figure out the next beer we're going to brew with tell them. people what you mean by rubbing hops well just bring in so, uh, like, so they bring like 12 different literally uh jars filled little up with little jars, pellets yeah. of hops and then we rub them to release the oils to smell them get a, a feel of what the taste and what the aroma would be so the hops are like like Look like uh, rabbit food, right? Man, we're diving re- really deep into yeah, this. Yeah, so you, you crumble them up and you crush them in your hand. Yeah, absolutely. And then you rub them together and then you figure it out. So, Garrett, you sitting here, you're just smelling your hands for the next they hour, still smell which is like awesome. Hops. But the main point of this was to give a shout out to them boys because they brought it and they brought tons of hops for us to choose, for us to decide between what we were going to do for the next beer that we we're going to brew with them, which is going to be in June, which is going to be a super awesome beer because that's all they do is make great beer so just shout out to the to salamo that's what I, that's what i was going it with was that. so much fun the point is like, i think it's really cool it's like talk about the process of, of sure. picking out hops absolutely so like they're like all right well this one's simcoe this one's mosaic this one's citra this one's galaxy this one's el dorado and you're just like taking these little like rabbit pellets and you're crushing them up in your hands and you're rubbing them really tight and then smelling your hands like uh i don't even know what you look like but you look like, like you're trying to like Blow like a, you know, like, you know, like in like middle school, elementary school, and you make like a little horn sound by blowing through your thumps and out through your hands. Sure, uh, you, you look like you're you like, get, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to explain the, it, like the seashell yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah your hands like cupped together, and uh, you're smelling them, and you're trying to pull out these like different like aromas of citrus and dank and everything that's everything that's beer. Yeah, um, and you're trying to decide out of these twelve or sixteen that they brought. What's the combination? Which, which, what of the three or four that you're yeah, going to pick the combo, out of them? Right? Which is really, really cool. It's awesome. I mean, you're literally building a beer from scratch at this point. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Um, and to hear them like talk passionately about each one of those hops mm-hmm. and like like the weird like intricacies of them, which are like, I don't know about you, but it's like someone's going like, way over my head. Yeah, geeking out about it what, a little bit, right? I would hope that they're the ones who are geeking out on yeah. it and I'm the one who's going over my head, but it was really, really cool. And so much fun sweet so cheers to the salamoth boys we're going to be brewing a hidden hand beer with them for the bourbon belly hospitality group it'll be exclusive at our four restaurants and it's going to be fantastic it's a 6.25 hazy ipa that's going to be uh it's going to be a hazy ipa with a west coast influence so not too bitter not too resiny with the right amount so uh cheers to those boys but before we get into the podcast which i feel like we've already jumped into oh, what, yeah. are we, what are we sipping on because i got a nice little salamoth uh old Faith Horn over here, thanks to John's boy JP dropping off some good beer for us, and Nick, and Brad. Oh, yeah. I got a cap and a Coke, but I had one question. Have you guys ever scratched your ass over your underwear and smelled it? 
smelled your fingers and thought, <laughs> what's well, not a bad smell? <laughs> uh, sure. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know if I've heard. So we're talking about <laughs> smelling our hands on hops, and you're talking about scratching your butt. Right, apparently, this isn't the first cocktails we've had today. Everybody, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good podcast. We, John, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Now. So you got Captain and Coke. Yeah. And I have uh, an oat whiskey from Journeyman. Yeah. So your oats. So your oats. Yeah. So cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's have a nice, uh, good cheers. podcast, and uh, excited can, to be sitting here with you guys. It can only go up from here. <laughs> it can only get better. Stick around for about twenty minutes. By the way, it's episode forty-one. If we didn't say that, I apologize. We'll start it over. <laughs> Hit the reset button real quick. Well, that's right, so good. This morning... I've never had that one before. Okay. That's you, good. You liking it? Yeah. Nice. This morning, Garrett and I got to do the first walkthrough with our owners at the new restaurant for a restaurant group uh, on Front Street in Wheaton. It's going to be called Proof Number 5. Jack Waters referenced it a couple weeks ago. Nick Robert's referenced it three years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not actually, his fault. That's it's not, not his, his fault. fault. It's, not a, it's not a rip on him. Yeah. But literally today or yesterday, they got the permits. They're pouring concrete for the next six weeks. Then it's four to six months. Oh, and nice. that's, that's legit. So uh, we actually have a timeline. Garrett and I literally get to do. Well, it has to be four to six months because we were like, could we change this? Like, no. Yeah. It's already written down. It's not, not, nothing's changing on that part. So, like, so there's, there's, like, there's, like, there's very specific parts of it where like, it's not, nothing's changing. So like the permits are in. We're yeah. good to go. Yeah. So, so explain what Proof 5 was going to be again. So for it's the, it's the fifth restaurant for the group, um, and it's gonna, literally everything is just going to be elevated. Food, wine, beer, cocktails, whiskey, yeah. um, beyond what the group has right now, which is still uh, pretty high end. Um, just maybe agree. not fine dining, like on the cusp. So I think that this restaurant might It'll pass that, that threshold yeah. right into fine dining-ish. So if we're if there's like the line right in in social and maze and barrel and and local are like just on it. one side of it, yeah. we're gonna go one step above that line. Yeah, which is awesome. There's the it's it's gonna be a really cool spot, and I just think that uh, there's some really cool things. And honestly, Gary and I just talked to about it talked about it for like the first time yesterday and today. Yeah, and this is all we're gonna talk about for the next couple months. Things are gonna be dope in there. If we if if we get to do what we want to do, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've never agreed with you more on any like random collaboration ideas than to this morning, which is really cool. It's awesome, man. We're on, I yeah. think we're on the same page. So we're gonna talk about that a lot moving forward. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll let you let you know it as it goes. Literally, like real time, what's going on. And this building was dis- is disgusting on the inside, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's like sitting water in the basement. There's, <laughs> you're, I'm, I'm walking on like nails and gravel. Like looking at it, you're like, it's rough. How is this gonna be a it's restaurant? Rough. But in, but in uh, six six weeks, once they get all that concrete poured, yeah. all that stuff's pulled out of there, and they start framing stuff, it'll go quick. It was cool to see it too. Quicker like, than we think. Like you can see the blueprints and like I don't know, like seeing like a house or like a like a Lego project. Like you can see like what it's going to look like. But once you like see like where the base starts from, sure. then you have, it's really hard to like uh, for me visualizing everything mm-hmm. and being inside there was really neat. It really That's put cool. it all into perspective. I think it's going to be a cool spot, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys uh, tuned into that. Um, Garrett, I sent you this article. i got to give a shout-out to my boy Brian. He actually sent me this article that at Buffalo Trace Distillery, they found a, an incendiary bomb that was active. That's crazy. Was it – so they had to evacuate the area. So I don't what know. What would have happened if that, like, blown up a rickhouse or something? Okay, well, first off, like – I don't know how they didn't know that like it's active or inactive or a dud or not, but like, 
it, it, anytime you see something like that, you have to assume that it's active, right? <laughs> right. Why would you but, not? Like, the fact that it hasn't gone off in... Yeah. is a World War II bomb. So, like, from the 40s? Yeah. And a World War II... It wasn't, like, obviously, it was never dropped by the Germans. It was just, like, dropped by the U.S. and accidentally got buried. Right. So, they probably had, like, they were working on uh, war stuff. Right. In those rick houses or that, that factory. Or in that area. Right. And then that's, they. oh, yeah, then they could expand it over it. Yeah. yeah so for sure. Uh, but, but it's crazy to think about if, like, you had to get evacuated at yeah. your workplace because there was an incendiary bomb. Early lunch. <laughs> the <laughs> But the problem, though, with those incendiary Grab a bottle of Buffalo Trace. <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick. Grab a barrel. The, uh, I mean... Those incendiary bombs are like meant to like, uh, like expand and make more fire. So, inside of a rickhouse is like the worst the spot, worst spot. Yeah. you could possibly. <laughs> all this high proof alcohol that is flammable, yeah. plus all the you know, those rickhouses at Buffalo Trace are made out of wood. Yeah, which are so there's probably flammable. Just, it's just like a bunch of bombs, like the barrels would have been bombs themselves that just yeah. lighten off and just going crazy. I, I think it, it says here three weeks ago Wednesday when the archive team found the bomb while unpacking boxes from Booth's gin. All right, I have no idea what that means. So would they have found that like on the property store somewhere and they didn't know about it? I mean, I mean they, they must have like they're doing know, a lot of construction over there, so they're doing a lot of digging. But unbox, but, unboxing boots of gin. Booths, is yeah, it like from booths, like like, it's a, like a kind of gin, like an old gin, like a booth gin oh, box. Yeah, whatever. Either way, that's disturbing. So I'm glad nobody got hurt, right? Yeah, that's, that's one of the things one. the article says. Nobody got hurt. Number one, no one got hurt, and no whiskey blew up, which is also a very cool thing. Good for all of us. Yeah. Uh, talking about more whiskey, this is kind of sad. Michter's Ten Year Bourbon uh, decided uh, the distillery decided that it's getting held back this year. Yeah. Uh, are they unsatisfied with the the product? Or yeah. What it yielded? Did you read the article? I didn't. I didn't dive I, deep into it. So. I dove into it a little bit, okay. and they are um, like a lot of places are struggling to keep up with um, production with their base spirit. Okay. And it's the reason why you don't see like eighteen year Japanese whiskey anymore because everyone wants Japanese whiskey and they can barely keep up with the four to six to eight year. Um, but uh, Michter's decide or Fort Nelson Distillery. Decided that uh, the tenure that where they were that they could have released this year was not up to the standards of the previous year's batches of their tenure, and they're going to hold on to it for another year and make it an eleven year. But they'll still call it the Maker's Ten because there's no reason they're going to go through like another TTP law, like get new labels or whatever. Um, so they're just going to release it again next year, and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, that means there's double the amount of. Ten year next year. So talking about Michter's ten year, when did what did we watch that or did we drink that on some sort of news program? Um, Johnny, were you a part of that? Did you were you there that day? Was that CBS? <laughs> no, that was WGN. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so um, that might have been the so, last bottle of Michter's uh, ten year that's ever but been also, produced by them. They let us buy some when we were down there in December. Yeah. So we have Garrett and I each have a bottle. This is obviously sick brag over here. I apologize. Yeah. Of the Michter's 10-year bourbon from 2021. And yeah. they're not released in 2022. So 2023 is the next time you'll be able, yeah. be able to buy it. Which is a huge bummer for most people who are looking for it. But honestly, come down to social for $30 a pour. It's, it's uh, the best bang for its buck in that category. You're not raising your price on it, are you? Nope. Perfect. Nope. That's where it's at. It's going to stay right there. Uh, so speaking about prices of cocktails and bourbon, I was just in New York. Uh, New York City. That's got to be expensive. With uh, my lovely wife, Kate. We were hanging out with her grandma. In oh, we talked about the this West, before, right? You were talking about yeah, going and... In the West Village of Manhattan. 
honestly, it was it was a magical two and a half days. We saw some of the coolest things I've Wait, ever seen. You were only there for two and a half days. We got there. We got there Saturday I afternoon. I felt like you were there for seven days. We did seven days with the stuff in two and a half days. I felt all like the pictures I was sending you yeah. and all the, the cool stuff. That's what I'm saying it, it was insane. The only thing there was one disappointment. I hadn't seen you for a week. I thought you were there the entire time. <laughs> I went to a, a we went to a really nice Italian place. And the guy, I asked for a Michter's single barrel rye old fashioned, one of our faves. Guy put nine dashes of bitters in front of it, right in front of me. I thought he was making a different cocktail. And I, it, it literally looked, there was a picture I sent you. It looked like sangria. Is that, is that, I called it a sangria, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was $20. What? Yeah. But I also, we also found a place in Chelsea like, Market. Just the bourbon. There wasn't anything special about the bourbon? It was Michter's rye. Old fashioned was twenty bucks. Oh, it's Mister Rye. Old fashioned twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars because it put so much bitters in there. Jesus, they got to cover the cost. <laughs> so, but um, but I found we found a place in Chelsea Market, which is like a like the public market in Milwaukee. It's yeah. kind of on a grander scale. Had the Weller twelve year for two ounce pour for seventeen bucks. That's cheaper than what we sell it at That's our great restaurants. Deal. So. Everybody was telling me, make sure you're checking the whiskey prices going out to New York. They, they're just atrocious. Everything seemed expensive, but you could find little cool spots that were um, reasonable, that expensive, reasonable, and uh, comparable to what we got going around here. So I'm willing to spend what's what I, what's reasonable, and right? The, right? And and what the worth is for? I feel like we charge reasonable, so I'm happy to pay that. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, ever been to New York City? Not once. What? Oh my god! I would love dude. to go. It's, really? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was awesome. I've never been like out east, like basically out straight out west, straight east, like from here. And never I've never been, been northeast like, either. Hmm. Like no, like no Buffalo, New York. No, no New York, nothing. No, I would love to. Like Maine, Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love to do all that. Really? <sighs> yeah, that's got to be. That's on the docket. So, it sounds all like right. we uh, we need a road trip here. No, it sounds like um, we need to set up Molly and Joanna to hang out for a weekend, and you and I go out there. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, so we kind of have to uh, retract something. Is that what it is? Redact something? Is what, how, what's the right well, verbiage? I think, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to backpedal. We have to take away something that we reported earlier. And I think you, our last you podcast. guys were just long for the ride in on this one. This typical was sipping all social podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think in general, whenever we had to like redact, like we just had to look up, up the information more about like what kind of pastas from Mainly what kind Mike of didn't, didn't do his homework. The sauce and what kind of uh, north or south of Italy. <laughs> hey, we are very well schooled in that yeah. now. I don't want to hear any junk no, I'm about saying, that. No, no, I'm saying like <laughs> we adjusted our in, yes. our knowledge on this. Yes. I think that this time I said before there's no way this doesn't happen unless something horrible happens and uh, nothing horrible happened at the the restaurant group that I thought was coming to Glen Allen no longer coming to Glen Allen. And the new condos on Main Street are still happening. Yeah. But just just south of, of so, Maze. Just south of Maze, yeah. So yeah. they're the the they've got seven or eight uh new retail spots and two of them are for restaurants. Both those restaurants are open now. The previous spots are that we thought that were gonna be booked with restaurants have backed out. Which would have been cool spots and great additions to Glen Ellen. It's kinda sad to see, but hopefully somebody else but, moves in and takes advantage of it, right? And yeah, I one hundred percent. I think the more more business the better. Um, the best the best places that have the best food have the most competition around them. Um, you look at that, you see that in like every major city. Like Chicago has amazing food, and there's freaking four restaurants in every block. Yeah, uh, L.A., New York, same same scenario. Yeah, um, 
even like Nashville and in uh, in Austin and Dallas. Just healthy so, competition in Miami. Just exactly. How we, just how we like it. So, uh, but I don't think those, that company was adding anything new to that street. And knowing what they were going to do, it's so, a high end so, sports bar. Yeah, it's going to be a high end sports bar. Which what's, is what's on that street like that? A high end sports bar. Uh-huh. Like Maze, they have like, magnificent like, no, it was, TVs in there. It was legitimately going to be Maze uh, and Mash. Like. They're 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 gonna no Bell's not high end. Why is that? Maze is a sports. They got they got three giant TVs, which which equals for most people a sports bar. Well, first of all, I guess that what do you consider a high end sports bar? I don't. That's what that's what I was told to me, but I I don't think a maze is a high end sports bar. No, because when we think sports bar, we think like fried food, pizza, yeah. Like Coors Lights and right. shots of rumble. Which is what sports bars are. Like weird yeah. paraphernalia on the walls for like sports teams. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Or or signs, like, like beer signs. Signed jerseys of Dick Buckus from 1986. But the they they were they were literally going after the same clientele that like Mays and Nobel House was going after. And I'm really glad that they're not doing that because I think they would have, I mean, no, no offense to them, but I think they would have failed. Or they wouldn't have done as well as I thought they were going to do. Okay, well, I, I'll, I'm just going to say this. So about, I'm hopeful about that something else comes I, in. I wouldn't want anything to compete with Maze in that same category. It's just the, the company we work for, right? But um, on that strip, there's plenty of room for other restaurants to go into that area. You have those those condos being totally built. Totally agree. And McChesney's right across the street from the beer cellar. They just announced the six, uh, six-level condos, uh, high-end condos right there, too. So you're literally going to have an influx of like 10,000 people into the downtown area. That's that's a little high. Ten thousand, a couple, th- a couple <laughs> thousand, a couple maybe thousand. a one thousand. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people into yeah. the downtown area. They're going to support good businesses and make all oh, these places yeah, busy. Yeah, that's what that's the the plan, right? Right. That's why they would do that. So I assume that both those restaurants spots will get filled. Yeah, I hope that they are good and they even if they're make not restaurants, the restaurants something else. Th- no, there's two spots that are built out to be restaurants, and I hope that they get. They hope that restaurants. Go, I really do hope that restaurants go in there. But, and I do believe that more competition makes everyone better. They need a Southern Italian place. Mm. High-end Southern and what, Italian and what, they, and what do they sell there? All Other, the white sauce. What do they, what do they feature? Southern Italian seafood sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's cat-friendly. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweet. So uh, good luck to the Glen Allen restaurants that go in there, and uh, hopefully they do we're, well. We're all rooting for you. We're rooting for anybody who's got good stuff. Yeah. Good product. I want, I want a place I to go hang out, too. Exactly. Um, the beer that we're going to try this week is awesome. And Garrett brought this on super low ABV. It's not like anything he's ever brought on here with low, a- low ABV. It's 10.6. It's an Imperial IPA. John, Imperial- do you think that John, if Garrett ever brought beer on here, it would be something of a low chill ABV. Uh, no. Look at me is in the eyes and thing? say that. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> So 10.6 Imperial IPA, fresh in a crowler from Noon Whistle. You were there like, what, like a week and a half ago? Yeah, it was the Saturday before um, St. Patty's. All right, sweet. So it's nice and fresh, ready to go. I can't wait to try that. Obviously, we love Noon Whistle and uh, try to drink as much of their beer as possible. Whiskey, what would you bring for us? To my defense, I had no idea what the ABV was until after the can was produced for me. I don't believe that for one second. (sighs) You're right. Um, The the whiskey is um, another... We've been doing this kind of recently, but it's um, another single barrel pick from our restaurant from James C. Pepper. This is the bottle that we picked. Or this is the barrel that we picked when we talked about when we went down there. Yeah. What's our guy's name? Travis. Yep. That a boy nailed it. 
Uh, thanks to Travis for uh, taking a, a great care of us when we went to James E. Pepper, and now we get to drink the juice that he helped us pick out. He's so, definitely listening right it's now. Very too. cool. He's not listening, but he's going to come on the podcast. <laughs> he's not coming on the he's podcast. He's coming on the podcast. All no, right. He already said no. Customer of the week, one of my favorite things. We're going to talk about to go everything. Anything that's to go related, I got to get it off my chest. I literally had like three different instances this past week that just grind my gears, and I tried to stay professional. I Can was, I get I was you freely. to go to bartend to my party this weekend? <laughs> oh, yeah, we should do a whole segment on that. <laughs> do you bartend outside of work? I have a party this weekend. Just give us a couple of your servers. They're going to serve the drinks for us. That's always a shit show. Oh That's never God. a good time, <laughs> no. especially in the summer. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to definitely need to have a couple of drinks before we get to that point. Otherwise, I, I just won't let it go. Uh, let's get into <laughs> Yeef, yearly Yeef. industry ebb and flow. Right now, we've had a couple nice days. It was like 70 degrees the other day. People are like, oh, can we get some outside seating? And I was like looking around in the restaurant. I'm like, where did, where did you want to sit outside? They're like, well, you wasn't, the, you wasn't there the a tent last year? I'm like, yeah, that's, that was last year, and it's coming back. But did you see any tables out there? I'm like, I'd love to take you. You walked in the front door. Did you see the tent out the front? Um, people making reservations for outside seating. Incredible. We have a rooftop patio that's covered, but it's not outside. The windows are open. It's in, it's impressive that um, people in general think because this happened before, it's happening now when I want it to happen now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just going to be available. Oh, like we're going we're, we're gonna to have full outdoor dining when it's still possibly going to snow next week. <laughs> it's going to snow. It's, it's going to rain and snow a lot. Yeah. So, But when that time comes, we're going to have the tent, and it will be badass. Uh, other yearly industry ebb and flow stuff is talking about Glen Allen earlier. The construction that's going on down there, I know that they're re- they're re-upping like the whole downtown area. I know they got they got the the condos going in that we're talking about with the potential restaurants, whatever. But when it's all said and done, it's going to look awesome, just like Wheaton is right now, clean, crisp. Yeah. It's going to be a three or four year project. It's going to suck, but after that, it'll be awesome. Well, for Nobel and Mays, we're a year away from being Wheaton. Yeah. And also, Nobel has, Nobel has the best parking ever because the parking garage is literally right behind the restaurant. It's funny that you say that, Garrett, because like, I would say most people that I talk to say Glen Allen is the better town for restaurants and bars. No, I'm saying like for like, it's going to be... Like, I disagree. I think Wheaton. But you hang out in Glen Allen way more than you do in Wheaton. You're not like in I mean, Wheaton. I'm saying that because the construction will be I over. Only, unless I only hang out at the restaurant my wife works at because she works there. Yeah. And I, I'm there. But... There's great restaurants in both towns. Yeah. And in, in well, lots just saying, of niches. I'm just saying, I think Wheaton's got a better thing going for it right now as far as... I think it does. On. Well, as far as the the cleanliness and how updated everything is, it's top-notch. And it's the restaurants. It's just got the choice. The choice of places. I'll take that, but I'm not going to argue but that against made. people... I'm, I do. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm not going to argue against people in Glen Allen about whose town is better. Both towns are great, and we're literally 10 minutes away from each other. So, like, are, are just you take okay? advantage. Are you okay? Is it okay if we argue about that? <laughs> I'm going to turn my mic off for a second. <laughs> um, no, but no, but what's what's terrible is that that whole street is being ripped up by you guys, yeah. by Maze and Nobel. And I, I heard that it's going to be like three three or four months. Until August. Yeah. August will be done. Oh, it sucks. Everybody yeah. says something different. The guy from um, our buddy Nate from Fire and Wine was saying like November is when that phase was going to be done. So that dude is like worst case scenario, dude. <laughs> 
I, I'm best just, case it just, scenario. It, it just seemed like there's. July. I will tell you this: with construction, it's going to take longer than you think it's going to. Okay, we, we opened up the glass, social with that, and we had to empty. deal with it for two years. Yeah. So I'm, the point is, when I was saying like, um, Wheaton had to deal with all that construction for a long time. Uh, the main street in Glen Allen is going to deal that same thing, but it's going to be over this year. So in a year from now, we're going to be right in the same par as like the niceness of the new trees and the new sidewalks oh, nice. and the new streets. Awesome. The same way as, as Wheaton is cool. in under a year. That's perfect. Uh, so that, that, that is, you got to look at a glass half full. And just to throw this out there, I always thought that once this construction started, which it has now, like it's a freaking dust storm out there. I feel like it's um, Oklahoma in the 1940s or 1950s. And uh, the you think like, okay, now we're going to lose a bunch of business. Or it's going to be super slow. Nothing has changed. So like the customer base has just figured out where to park and how to walk in. Yeah. So, which is really, really awesome. Well, if you have a, if you have a good spot and it's like sought after, people are going to find a way to get there. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna park where they have to and so then hook it have, over. I think all places have yet to see any um, distraction from the construction. That's great. Hopefully, it stays that way. So yeah, we'll see. Cool, um, sweet. You guys ready to drink some beers? Let's do it. Only if it's a Imperial Double IPA. All right. Uh, about to drink some delicious noon whistle dub dub imperial ipa over here it says 10.6 crowler that garrett got at the distillery i'm sorry the distillery the brewery uh a couple saturdays ago this thing is massive it's a quart and um i hope my my uh beer my certified beer you know certification oh boy we're off to a rough start with this thing Oh, there we go. We got it. All right, cool. It's like okay, opening a keg. <laughs> Seriously, it's, <laughs> it's like how I imagine like uh, like people in Australia drinking Fosters. Yeah, yeah. Like the biggest <laughs> beers and the biggest cans ever. Um, funny. Sweet. They so, don't even drink Fosters over there, which is incredible. <laughs> I don't, that, yeah, I don't think it's uh, even available. Here we go. See, it, it was that was so far away that you could still hear it though because of how big the can is. Oh, there we go. That looks juicy. That's a nice port. Looks really juicy. The first one really struggle. I'll take that one. You guys can have the good pours. Man, it looks like orange juice. What's really impressive is that um, it's a it's a quart can, which I wasn't. It was not my first drink when I ordered this. When I ordered this, brought it home. Yeah. So, um, but also that we're drinking out of like ten ounce cups, and it's a full quart can, and Mike still only poured us four ounces each. I, I'm trying to limit it because I, don't, I feel like that point six is just going to catch up real quick, especially well, it if it's to finish it. The, the can's barely half full. Yeah, it's, there's a lot left in there, so we're yeah. going to have to drink some. So let's have a cheers. So it's a, it's a. You want to give the stats on it, Mike? It's a ten point six percent imperial imperial IPA, IPA hazy. Yeah. 30, 32 ounces in this massive can. Cheers. And it looks delicious. I can't wait to try it. Thanks for bringing it on, G. I wish there was more can art for Johnny. It's very um, frothy. Yeah. Creamy? Creamy. Yeah, creamy is for sure. It's got a creaminess to it. It's it's a lot of... I've, is it the lactose or the milk sugar that they had it's in there? It's the lactose. Um, it's good. It tastes like orange juice. Yeah. And, and it, it smells good. It's not. I just, it's just. It's just dangerous. No, it's it's smooth, but for a ten point six, it's just dangerous. Because I feel like you almost thinking you're drinking like a seven three or something like that. I drank my glass very quickly when I was there. 
What size glass did you get served? A 10 in? ounce. Exactly. This is three of those. I had no idea it was going to come in this size of a can. It's very smooth. And I can't open this by myself at home. No, it's a, it's a share. Yeah. Yeah, it's a share. Um, I, I, I like Noon Whistle Brewing Company's logo, which is on the can, mm-hmm. which, is, which sticks out. NWB. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, obviously with it being a crawler that they're like right on it, what it is because they use all that stuff. So yeah, all the cans are the same. All the cans are the same, but, um, noon whistle in Lombard, that's the OG spot. The new spots in Naperville, massive, massive production facility where actually the rep. So we're going to do a tap takeover with them. Oh, nice. Uh, in May. And the rep was saying that 90% of their beer is brewed out of Naperville now. Yeah. Lombard is... Just kind of a staging facility. So you guys made fun of me about it before. I went back in that facility. And it's it's huge and it's amazing and it's really really cool. Oh yeah, you and your boy Paul. Yeah, yeah, cool. Back to the barrel tugs. <laughs> barrel tugs. <laughs> Pulling nails and tugs. And yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, this is delicious, man. I'm I'm gonna give it a seven five. Um, it the flavor is great. It's, it's more. It's a easier drinker than i thought it was going to be based on the abv yeah i thought with the seeing the, the 10.6 i thought i was going to struggle to drink it but it's i mean it's nice and smooth johnny i i like the texture of it yeah i, I like the sort of like the thicker sort of feel of it um i agree it's it's pretty easy like drinker right now but i feel like if you finish that whole thing you'd be on the floor <laughs> yeah you'd be dead uh, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be dead <laughs> you'd be dead <laughs> um I'm probably going to give it the same. I'm not a huge fan of it right now, so I'll give it a 7.5. I think it's a good rating for not a not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at the brewery, I would have given it a 9.5. You were and drunk I, or what? Totally sober. <laughs> you were just in the moment? <laughs> like, I'll have a 32 ounce of that. <laughs> that stuff is delicious. It was literally, he was printing the tab, and I go, wait, 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 wait. You could do to ghost? I'll do one of these. Um it was uh, I. I'm gonna give this. A, I'm gonna give this a seven five two. I don't think that it's. Um, I don't think I'd buy this one again. I'm glad I have it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it before. And I do believe that if you had no idea it was ten point six, you could drink two or three of these. I agree with that. But like, um, the knowledge of that, yeah. like, makes you like think like. Which is good. Hold on. Which is good. Yeah. Maybe slow, maybe you should not down. have this whole thing. Right. Um. I think that you would also get really full on drinking this whole thing. You would get about halfway through yeah. it, and you you would be fairly full on it because it's it's got a heavy, like John was saying, it's got a he- heavy texture to it. Yeah, and that, and that creaminess is it's just going to catch up to you. But well, you can, like, it's you, it's tasty. Yeah. So, Garrett, are you saying you'd probably want to get this like as a pour for your friend you want to send home early? Yeah. So, <laughs> so in the future, in the future, I would like to do load them up. Like a, he'll take another a four a four a pack thirty two ounce uh, one of those a four pack <laughs> in house gift two and keep two for myself. I think that I would like to drink this at noon whistle the ten ounce pour and buy my buddy one next to me if he wanted one. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. I don't know about drinking this at home or it's just it's a lot. I think this would go go good with like a really heavy meal, like a steak and potato kind of thing. I was thinking about salads. Yeah, I was thinking about something lighter. <laughs> No, like like a southern Italian. You need something like hearty to like absorb <laughs> some this, seafood. This ten percent beer, whatever it is. Oh, I, I feel yeah. that. I just sometimes when I'm drinking heavier stuff, yeah. I, I I go on the lighter side for food. I can't yeah, I can't I do you. both. It's just I eat I eat heavy all the time. 
I'm not a light eater. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me bring this on. Hey, thanks, Gary. To the seven fives. Noon whistle. What a fail. We got no. Noon whistle. We have three of their beers on draft. We'll right do now. Johnny's Hang beer next, got, time, next time. Last Perfect. time Garrett brings something. <laughs> <laughs> right now it's social. We have three noon whistle beers on. They're Hefenweizen, Lisa Weapon, which is like perfect timing for, so for like the springtime right so now good. coming up. We have their Bernie Milk Stout leftover from St. Patty's Day, which was crushing it that really day. Good. Super tasty. And then we just put on their Gummy Vortex. So oh, yeah. literally we have a super spectrum of Noon Whistle. Come on down to the Burger Social. Uh, I work every Thursday nights. I'll buy you a pint, and uh, you can taste some delicious Japanese whiskey I brought in recently. I hope nice. everyone uh, comes in for a free pint. Gotta come by for a free pint. If you come yeah. in and mention the Sipping Social, we got to shoot a pint. Your beer costs are going to skyrocket. I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll pay for it out of my own pocket. Perfect. I have no problem with that. Uh, speaking of whiskey, since I referenced Japanese whiskey just a moment ago, John, you got to come by and try some of the new Japanese whiskey. Oh, nice. I got at social, but Garrett, it's terrible. <laughs> let's talk about this whiskey you got right in front of us. Open it up. Well, this is an exciting podcast for me because we got to. I got to bring the beer and the whiskey. I, this is the first time ever. Nice. Very exciting. Oh, for one so far. <laughs> Give him a clap. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just razzing you. Um, the nice part about doing this whiskey review is that Johnny's not going to be able to taste any of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We talked about. Um, I can smell it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. We talked about uh, a while ago when we went down to Kentucky to do our barrel picks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we went to Buffalo Trace and did our Eagle Rare. Yep. We went to a bunch of other places. We went to Old Old Pepper, where I got charged double, according to my wife. Even though I got two, two bottles. bottles. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Bought, you bought the two yeah. bottles. So they used to, so I've learned more and I've done a little more research. They used to, um, the Old Pepper Distillery put out product while they were making their own. They were buying wild turkey exclusively and now they've switched over to MGP. So for this, for this most recent batch is a MGP sourced rye. So this is a rye that we picked when we were down there. It was really fun because we got to like zip um, uh, drill bits into the top of the barrel for the for the rushel, if you will, and then the bottom to get the the whiskey to come out. And we got to sample it. And when we were pulling, when we were drinking the samples, there were like little bits of like uh, oak char. It was incredible. It's awesome. So this is the this is the product of what we talked about two months ago, mm-hmm. three months ago. Yeah, right um, around there. So it's a. Johnny, just for you, we kept it light. It's 112 proof, single barrel rye, four year from MGP, but mm. aged at Old Pepper in Lexington. Set fire to my taste buds, Garrett. Set fire. Thank you. I don't think that's going to be possible for this one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. For those at home, that's in surround sound. <laughs> Yeah, we got a new system here. We're going to be producing this in Dolby 7.1 surround sound, whatever it is, 5.1. So that last one wasn't as good because the bottle had been poured a little bit, so you can get a lot of the glugs. Anyway, <coughs> the um, the exciting part about this uh, this barrel is that this is the very first barrel that was selected for a private barrel that was allowed to be bottled at cast strength. For them? From from Old Pepper. Really? We literally <clears throat> could have gotten it six weeks ago, but I but they but Travis, our boy, said that we could get it at barrel strength, and they said that they didn't offer it then, but they only offered it in 2022. They were going to start 
the process in 2022 of doing barrel, barrel strength. Really? And they said, if you want the barrel strength, you have to wait three or four weeks. I go, fine. Nice. We'll wait. Awesome. So this is the very first Old Pepper Distillery single barrel rye at cast strength. Well, cheers to that, dude. Cheers. That's amazing stat right there, Johnny. There we go. You're ready to blow your top off. It smells fantastic. I'm not sticking my nose in it. A ton of baking spices. Yeah, I'm really sweet on the nose. I agree. I'm holding off on all my tasting profiles until I hear what Johnny has to say. Be a lot of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Very mm. sweet. I don't. Uh, wait one second. Couple sips. Yeah. So don't judge the first one. So this, I do believe this bottle opens up a little bit angry. Uh, that's why I opened it up about forty-five minutes ago. I feel like that's a trend with you in the last like couple. Well, episodes. I think that's, I think I that's mean, a trend for high proof. High proof whiskey. It's a good idea to do. Yeah. Cast strength, okay, so barrel strength, high proof yeah. whiskey. You want to open it up. Let it open up. Similar to wine. And I think that a lot of times when you're going to try something that's at cast strength, let it, let it sit in the glass for a half hour. Let it let it get oxidized a little bit. Yeah, like sweet caramely on the nose, and then the first hit of it was like a nutty burn. Yeah. Second sip. I got a medium plus finish on this. Really nice. Like a good full tongue finish. Medium plus. Nice, dude. <clears throat> That's really good. Well, I so I'm not going to lie. When we were in Kentucky, a little bit hungover that day. What are you talking about a little bit? <laughs> a little bit hungover that day. You and I like, the ba- like the we're barrels. snorting the hydration packets. <laughs> the, bar- <laughs> the barrels, all they tasted fine. But I was not getting a lot of flavor because I was just blown up from the night before. I'm going to fight, gonna I'm gonna fight is... you on that. Because when we tasted all four of those, you looked at me and you go, yo, this one. This, this one. This, this one's where one? it's at. And I, and I couldn't have I couldn't have agreed with you anymore. Johnny, what do you think? I need another minute. All right. So when we, when we, were, we were tasting those, we, there was, this was the, the second one we tried. And then the other one that was bought for the company was, was the fourth one. Yeah. So yeah. we tried the first one, and that was like straight heartburn. Yeah. I think that was mostly the due to the night before. Yeah. Or the two Adju- days before. Adjusting, yeah. yeah. Adjusting, yeah. But I, I went back to that one later, and still it was still it. it was still awful. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. Not only mean awful, like 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 yeah. I don't ever want to drink it, but like it just wasn't worth buying an entire barrel of. And uh, by the time we got around to the second one, we thought it was amazing. The third one was fine and the fourth one i thought was pretty good i think both of you you and i were both very adamant about number two, two. and number four there was a couple other people adamant about number two but i don't care Jericho. about i don't necessarily care about their like palette of the whiskey sure. like i'm happy that they're they are they agree with us man that's nice um i think what was really really nice about this one is that it's got a lot of those baking spices rye goodness for sure that um, that you expect from a rye, but it doesn't kick you in the back of the throat, and it doesn't leave like a long lingering, like high proof, young whiskey mite. Sure. And I think a lot of like that, that like um, unsettling young whiskey comes from uh, like under four years and a lot of corn, and this is very little corn. 
and the and where they age it is, is a really, they have a really nice rickhouse there. Oh shit! I'll tell you this: for fifty-five bucks, which is what this bottle costs plus tax, yeah. that's a, that's a great bottle. I've I bought four already. It's I'm gonna buy a case and gift it to everybody over the next year that drinks. Anybody who doesn't drink. I mean, know, I think it's a great. I think it's a great gift. For, it's great. Just pre-purchase it for Father's Day, for graduation, for Christmas, whatever, birthdays. Johnny, how are we feeling over here? I feel good. Like you like, liking it? No, but like you said, like I'm not getting any like heartburn. <clears throat> I had a little burn on the tongue. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that like but a good, lim- that, good that, burn, that lingering though. like burn in your throat. Yeah, yep. the burn on your tongue is the rye. It's not the alcohol. The alcohol is giving you the heartburn. You know that's what I mean? Not true. Yeah, no, it's like the the, the high proof like alcohol content. Like that's what's going to give you like the heartburn. No, but the burn on the tongue is the high proof. No, that Not should be, that should be the, the flavor of the rye. No, the f- isn't there a difference between a flavor and a and a and a burning on the tongue from high proof? Because you have like a bourbon that's high that that's I guess sure burns your tongue too. I think okay. So we decide like what is what is the burn? What what does burn mean? Like does that like is that like where like it singes off your taste buds and you can't taste anything anymore, or is no, it no, no. like it's just like when you drink a higher proof whiskey that first sip you get that like you get that shock. Oh, it's, your it, you're you're awakening your taste buds. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you don't get that by eating an orange. You get that by eating or drinking something that's really affecting. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, for it's sure. It's really singeing, if you will, your taste buds and yeah. shocking them. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Love the sweetness. Love the smoothness. It does have a good sweetness to it, too. Yeah. Third or fourth sip, I, I get no burn at all. I get no. I get no throat burn. I get no tongue burn. I just get the flavor. And for 113, what is it? It's like 112. 112 proof. It's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. I was nervous. <clears throat> Mostly because I gave you, I gifted you a bottle, and I want to make sure you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. It's really good. I'll give it a. Uh, you'd brought over, you've you've brought over a, a bunch of rye for us, and uh, this is probably one of the best ones you brought over. No. Yeah. I really? Agree, I agree with yeah. that. This is better than the the pinhook rye. For sure. I think this is better than the stellum. I oh, it's better than the Stellum. One hundred percent better but than Stellum. But it's yeah. better than the the pinhooks, dude. I'm I'm holding I'm holding out I'm holding I, out for that. This, 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 this is really so, good, dude. And I just put a splash of water in mine. My, 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 my flavor that. is phenomenal. I my, do agree that this one should be put like like a, like a mini like ice cube, like when you get like in your like water or your like diet coke or whatever. Just open it up. Yeah. So my like uneducated whiskey problem. You're not uneducated. When I t- you're super smart. No, but when I taste something, I don't. I don't know how to explain what I taste as far as like how it, what are the notes, yeah. you know, what are the aromas and what are the sure. notes. Um, I feel like I can just like say like it's smooth or not and it's yeah. delicious or not, basically. I think that's good. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's my radar. So like yeah. I can't, I can't identify like all the different like notes that I'm tasting, but I think it's good. But I you throw, Johnny, you don't. Don't discredit yourself. Every now and then, you throw some like great knowledge in, out there and like nuggets of like what you're tasting before we even get to it. That's your palate, and that's there's nothing wrong with it. Dude. Yeah, everybody's palate's different. 
And if that's the if that's your gauge, yeah. your radar, then that's fine. But I, I you know, on, on the same sense, don't like, beat yourself up. About when it. I go wine tasting with like Joanna, like when we go wine tasting with the wives, like it's yeah, it's almost like you want like a menu of all the different tastes that are possible that people put into that right. that that something, you know, right. And so, like, because you can't think of it top of the mind, and you can't identify, like, exactly. But if you saw sure. the list, you'd be like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's Sure, what it is. but also, that also leads you to, like, think of that as well. Right. Leads you down a path. Yeah. Sometimes it's almost better to just, like, what, like Garrett always talks about, like, what do you feel? Yeah. What does it take you back to? So I'm not saying, I'm not saying actually identifying what, specifically, what you're drinking. I'm saying just a menu of, like, all the different options that could possibly you could taste in wine. You I know, got that so you for could you. look down the list and be like, oh, or, or whiskey, and you'd be like, oh, that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm tasting. Yeah. Because I just can't. I can't memorize all the different like right. things, right? So when we bought a couple barrels from Buffalo Trace for the whiskey tasting, they have, and I'll show you this when we get off the air. I have pictures of it. They literally have every single tasting note for between um, the aroma. The tasting and like what you're looking for in that, and even down to the when I, when I say for me a medium or a medium plus or a well done finish, those are things for me that correlates to how it finishes. Yeah. So and I can show you that. So I, maybe that'll help you. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's almost like for me I don't care, but I do. Like I care about like what I'm tasting and like what the notes are to a point. It's almost like I just want to close my eyes. Give it a sniff. Take a couple of sips. And if it feels good and I'm enjoying it, that's all that matters. I would say you're a part of like 80% of population. Like you're not, there's nothing wrong with you saying right now. I know that for a long time. Does it taste good? Good. Then I want it. If if it doesn't, then I don't want it. I'm not necessarily sure able to tell you why I don't like it or why I love it or why I don't want to drink it. But yeah. So this, this falls in the category of I want to drink it, right? For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so after that, nothing to be wrong said about that. You uh, so now we've given our tasted notes. Yeah. G, what you got? Um, I really like the spice on the rye uh, up front. It's lovely. I think it. I think it is. It is good. Uh, is long. It's MGP rye, so that's like a very popular. The ninety-five-five. Yeah. So yes. it's. Um, you got it. It's a. I listened to the podcast one time. <laughs> it's a very they, they make they make more than one right. So by the way, they uh, this is a very popular um, uh, mash bill for for riot, and where it's aged in the the air that we just float around there, I think it is, it mellows out very nicely. Obviously, we got Previ to a couple of choice barrels. Yeah, um, I really like how this doesn't not taste like 112 proof. It tastes a little bit maybe like. 95 98 somewhere in there like maybe 10 proof less and i do enjoy the little bit of the sweetness that goes into it um i would drink this by itself i would put this in old-fashioned i would i do i would never put this in a manhattan because i one i hate manhattans and two i think the sweet vermouth would over overpower it but um there are four picks that i've made this entire year that i'm super jacked about and this is one of them awesome man and uh the other the other i think three of the other ones are bourbon so um, Sweet. Come check it out. Absolutely. Come on down to Social and Maze, and uh, Gary and I will get you a sample. But for me, did you give it a rating? Yeah, I'm gonna give it an. I'm gonna give it a nine two. Oof. Wow. Because there's really very few rides that I think that are like super delicious. Nice. And I'm gonna pour this next to my cruise light when I'm watching the basketball tournament. Ooh. 
Um, the side whiskey. You know, the, the beer, it's a, it's the a side beer. Side, it's a side, side beer. beer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a side beer. Uh, I'm, I'm good for like a Coors Light and then having three pours that f- until I finish that Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, so this is my – I give this a 9.2, and I have already bought six. And they're all still in my house. I get to gift any way. Oh, no, I gave one to John today. So I know one that was gifted. Yeah. So, so you only got five? No, I only have four now. Oh, four because one's well, open? Get, this right? bottle's open, yeah. There you go. Um, dude, it's a great rye. I've been loving rye a lot more lately than I had in the past. I think just based on uh, trying a lot more whiskey and developing my own palate. Oh, wait, wait, one more thing. And this will be the last rye pick we do this year. Perfect. So I don't know what that means, but it's just we're not doing any more rice. So after that, then you're you're right. You're, you're, you're under bourbon. There you go. Lots of bourbon, hopefully. I think like three more. <clears throat> cool. So it's just the beginning. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight. I really like it. I uh, I like it as it is. Um, I would probably put one little cube in it, like you said earlier. But I think the flavor is amazing, and the velvet texture that I'm getting on my like my tongue and the top of my mouth as I drink it is awesome. And like, just goes with it in a very, very nice coinciding way. I agree with all those things. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point about throwing a cube in something like this. That's high proof. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are deterred by things that are like high proof like this. Yeah. And you can add a few drops of water. You can add a cube and and dilute it like they would at the, at the distillery when they they bottle it. Right. Just get that flavor. And make it like the, the flavor that you want. Mm -hmm. So don't be shy for getting something that's a little bit more high proof and diluting it down to something that you prefer. That's a great nugget. It's your drink, right? Drink how you want it. I love it. Drink it how you want it. I like it. I like it. If you want it, you can drink it. Let me know. Honestly, Garrett, I like this at the 112. It is good, man. It's really good. It's really good. It, like you said, it's way better than the Stellum one that you picked, but the Stellum one was like really good. I it agreed. I totally agreed, different. I agreed with that pick. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm really happy that you gifted me this bottle. When you brought it over earlier, you handed it to me and handed it in front of me, and I, and I saw it was 112, and I wasn't sure. I'm like, oh, No, God. I gave it to you, and you go, what? <laughs> no, I go, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I honestly, I really appreciate it. You're um, in, you're in shell shock. That's I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm really gonna enjoy that bottle. And um, if anyone's out there that uh, is looking for a good rye, definitely pick this up from the the maze. Fifty five bucks plus go to, tax. Go to maze and get it. Don't maze, go to social. And social doesn't have very much. Just, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, don't don't come maze, by social. Maze has most maze of got it. All so, of it. Social's so. my honey hole. So <laughs> don't go to social. Go to maze. <laughs> You didn't, you, didn't honey di- you didn't divulge your honey ho- hole. You no, were, uh, you, you never were holding, do. You were holding back on that. You never divulge it. Yeah. Don't ever say it. Yeah, don't tell anybody. You can't. It's your All honey right. hole. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Garrett, you brought great whiskey, great beer. Mediocre beer. No. The, the beer is good. Uh, it's just, I think the 10-6, <laughs> John, Johnny hates it. The 10-6 just holds it back. What if I told you guys that it was 7-5? But you're lying. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so I... It's seven five. It's it doesn't change anything. All right. All right? So. For for me with the beer, if we really want to talk about it, uh, it's the lack of like the more citrusy sort of pop in it. I agree. It was more mild. Yeah, yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I think so. I think like if you want to if you want to drink something like that, you want a little more flavor out of it. I feel like there's it's lacking, a little bit lacking in flavor. Lacking in flavor. All right. 
So Johnny, Johnny says the beer is lacking in flavor. Um, we're all going to have a little bit more of it because there's clearly plenty to go around at 32 ounces, a.k.a. a quart. Uh, <laughs> all right, so now that I've had enough to drink. Wait, actually, this tastes fine after that one 13. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can finally taste it. Um, I was really excited to bring you guys this whiskey. Dude. The beer was something, but the whiskey I was very, very excited about. The whiskey's fantastic. The beer is good. We I'm, really appreciate I'm it. I'm glad you guys like it. Don't don't let Johnny throw you shade over here about the beer. Listen, Johnny, Johnny's not going to send me in any direction. Garrett, Garrett, you're, I, not, what, you're not a beer guy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is not why we brought you on the podcast, all right? It's not in your contract. Mike's here for a reason. It's not in your, that's exactly Garrett, that's stay the one in your freaking lane. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Johnny edited himself there. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, I don't know. <laughs> I already talking freaking. I already talking about there. scratching my ass and smelling it. <laughs> and you got to drop a freaking. Yeah. It's freaking. It's like we're a church group here. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, this, my that's this, my trying to make up for the scratching ass comment. This, this, <laughs> he's just digging a hole over here. <laughs> my fudging. My favorite comment by Johnny all the time is, where would you bring your wife to dinner, <laughs> not the bedroom? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I, that, I felt that bad was, for that. That was the best question ever. I felt bad about that. Was that you, what is that on the Jacobs Jack Jack Waters episode? Oh, my God. There, there was some heavy drinking going on for that. We're, I think we should be absolved of that whole I'm not episode, even sure if that honestly. made the final cut or not, but it, it should have. All right. All right. Dinner. <laughs> Let's get on to the customer of the week. <laughs> One of our favorite segments to talk about. One of the favorite segments for you guys to hear about and i apologize ever for on the i apologize on behalf of sipping social podcast if we ever talk about you and you you had this instance i don't okay perfect so i'm just gonna talk about to goes real quick i don't apologize yeah we're not apologizing i'm not repenting we're not sorry all right so for to goes to go food is never going to be the same way you want it to be when you're eating at a restaurant it's not plated in the same time it's covered up. There's steam in there. Bur- burgers cook beyond the temperature of what you want them to. There's so many X factors when it comes to to-go's. So when you get it to-go, just understand that it's not the same If you experience. go out to eat pizza and you get it at the table, at the restaurant, it's going to taste different than when you get delivered. Just to Just think go. about that. Yes. Perfect. I, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a different translation when it comes to pizza because so people it's never get gonna be pizza, as hot well but pe- people get pizza delivered all the time that's but, a common thing and you're that's what you know it is when you get a burger from a restaurant that you've sat down at three or four times and then you get it to go and it's different than how you wanted it to be because it's to go for f- several x factors mainly the fact that you had to travel five to 20 minutes to eat it that's the main factor yeah, who knows it's if you live not- in like Kenosha, Wisconsin, you get like an hour and a half drive later <laughs> and you have a soggy burger. Exactly. Like who knows? But but no it could be ten minutes, right dude. Now. Ten minutes is, is what's gonna make shit soggy. Yeah. If you're not eating it fresh. For sure. It's not gonna be the same. For, for sure. So it's, that's my that's meant- my Well, that's on you guys about- to have packages that have holes in the top to they, release it, heat. That can help. But there's still I'm things. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I wanna <laughs> dude, just I'm kidding. kick you in the face. Dude, I'm kidding. <laughs> going to turn a WF raw here in a second it's it's just um amazing to me how many people think that if you get to go food bottom line it's gonna be the same as sitting at the establishment that's not gonna be the case that's, twice that, this, that's wild that you would think that yeah twice this past week i had instances where people did outrageous things with to go so one wait, of them just think about it. it's gonna be 15 minutes later than you eat it 
rather than sit down at your table and eat it. Yeah, it's fifteen minutes later. Yeah, just like like I said, at some point there's a travel. Yeah, so there's like, a travel time, right? Think of your server walked for fifteen minutes, and then gave it to you. While well, it was enclosed. Yeah, there was a cover on it. Yeah. Don't, so, don't worry, Mike. We'll cut that out. Okay, perfect. If we can get unbelievable. If, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm riled up too. <laughs> so the the one thing that I'm gonna talk about with this one lady that spent a, a lot of money on a huge to go for her family. Two Bring things it. she did. Bring it. Was that she demanded the appetizers right away because her son's blood sugar level was at 80 because he was diabetic. And I said, Miss, it's still going to be 10 minutes because we have to make it. She's like, well, then just give me like a cup of soup or something. I was like, well, that's going to be like five minutes because they still have to ring it in and bring it out. And she's like, well, just give me some crackers then. I was like, sweet. Here's some oyster crackers. Hopefully that like holds it off. That's delicious. So then this woman stood and stared at the the host that put the food in then went and stared at the kitchen until the appetizers came out. So then she took the appetizers outside to God knows where, and she comes back into the into the restaurant and grabs tries to go behind the host stand and grabs four roll ups, like dining roll ups. Yeah, and I said, Miss, what are you doing? Like She's like, we silver? need silverware. I'm like, oh, we'll get you to go silverware, but that that's for like in house stuff. And she's like, okay, okay. So we bring you know, her she some. touch it all and you gotta redo it all. Well, regardless. Yeah. So we bring her some silver. So after that, she's once again just staring because we already we already took out the appetizers. Now we give her two full bags, a lot of food. And I told the food runner, I was like, just make sure everything is like tip top. I don't want anything coming back that's not what it's supposed to be. She grabs the to-go bags, walks out the front, and literally as she's walking out the front door, she grabs a ketchup bottle off of a table. Where two people were sitting, and puts it in the bag. Uh, I have a couple questions about this. I yeah. f- I also felt that long sigh right there. Um, one, have you ever seen this person before? No. Two. It it almost it almost seems like this person is pushing, like hospital quality like care, from a restaurant for her child. And it's like, what? What do you? What, in what world do you think these people that are working at this restaurant are qualified, or even like, like give a give a shit honestly about like your needs? Well, here's what I'll say: If you would have said, "Hey, my son," in that sense, what she's asking for, yeah, like, is it's a crazy. lot. It's a lot. If, if she come to me and said, "Hey, I I messed up," not even that. My son is a diabetic. I need this. I'd be like, "Great, here you go." Yeah, but it was like it was the, all the other actions like that. I don't even care about. I would love to take care of her son and make sure that that, that kid's for not sure. Gonna, yeah, like need in, injection like right away. You know what I mean? But she literally everything she did. No, was, it wasn't an emergency. She <clears throat> she used yeah a her restaurant son's condition for thirty minutes to force people at a restaurant to cater to her needs. Yeah, it was insane. That's all it was. It was insane. If my and, kid and, had, and, and everybody at the bar, they have a granola bar, like Costco size in the cart. Exactly. If you if you know your your son has a, a problem, then you should have some sort of snack that would fulfill said problem. Bottom line. So, eighteen people at the bar watched or some, or some watched this witness this whole twenty to thirty minute thing. And I, I was like literally handing out like podcasts, like cards afterwards. I was like, "Hey, you're gonna hear about this on the next podcast." Just everybody listen to this. Everybody, so they're like, funny. "Oh my god, oh my god!" Literally, one of the one of the ladies was like, "Why did that woman go behind the host stand?" I'm like, "You don't even want to freaking know." 
She's like, well, she just reached in there and grabbed like a bunch of roll-ups. I'm like, I know. I saw it. She's like, is that woman out of her mind? Yes, she's out of her mind. So it's a couple along with food is not the same. And when you're getting to-goes, like understand busy restaurants have a lot of things going on. And I know that a lot of our customers or listeners are educated. I'm not like this is me just getting it off my chest. Well, Bottom this, line, this isn't. That's uh, what it is. This is not one of the ones we talked about before. Like, just be conscientious, like be a good person. Yeah, this is along the lines, right? No, no, this is worse. It's like, yeah, stop being an idiot. Yeah. Do you think <clears throat> the whole where did the customers always right term come from? I feel like it's not in Europe that's for sure I, I feel I just feel like um, as a business owner and you own your own sort of like restaurant and you have your own policies and like you want to you know make sure your customers are like happy and all that um the whole customer always right thing has almost turned people insane and also because of the whole pandemic and people expecting all these extras yeah. has caused people to become oh even more insane. 100% Johnny. 100%. You know what I mean? It's you, like you couldn't what have hit the doing? nail on the head better like, than that. What are we doing? Like what are they Before are they, it was already assumed. You're a fucking fucking restaurant. <laughs> it's make it up for it, the fudging. Yeah. Make it up for the fudging. You're a restaurant. You serve food to people who come in and want it and and you serve them drinks. And you order and you get it in a timely fashion. Yeah, that's it. That's what you do. You don't, you're not like on this like time crunch to like feed this person who's like might die or like, or like, you know, like they need silverware that, so that she comes in and like steals silverware. She needs a ketchup bottle. So she steals a ketchup bottle. It's it, like, it's what crazy. Are we, what are we? Do Disney, Disney screwed that up a little bit too, where they never say no to anybody? Disney, they're the problem. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're the problem, but they, they're not helping. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I was, I bought a like a necklace at, at Disney that like lit up like Christmas lights around your, like a necklace, and like after about an hour it didn't work. I was like, "Hey, this didn't work. Do you have like an extra battery that I could like sub out, or or what should I do?" They and, just give you a whole new necklace. Whole new necklace. Because you think that Disney's lacking in money that they should hold back that necklace. I'm saying like Disney never says no to anybody. <laughs> so like there's there's a whole like. That that kind of theory, like I'm not saying Disney's screwing everyone, but like there's that that theory of like, well, we're just making the experience perfect for everybody. I got you, and we're gonna do that the same, as long as you're not an a hole and yeah. not like literally taking 30 minutes up of my host time. I felt bad and about staring it. Staring at people, I felt bad about it. Can we Johnny, go, what's your thoughts can, on the, can, the Disney we, to go correlation? I don't know. <laughs> can we go on a side tangent here? Yes, please. <laughs> I hear this a lot. Um, I, well, I don't hear this a lot. I observe this a lot. I feel like people who are not in the restaurant industry or the serving industry, people who have these corporate jobs and who, um, are, are sort of low on the totem pole kind of people. And they have these bosses that hover over them. They come into these restaurants and they expel their energy on you guys working in the service industry expecting the fucking world i feel like these people come in and they just want to snap their finger at you they want to um request like ridiculous requests they want to steal stuff i guess apparently catch up just like who who are these people it's a freaking restaurant just order your food eat it and go yeah i don't know what do you guys think about that i i agree with you in a sense that I'm not quite sure that 
everybody who is like angry. The audacity of these people. Everybody who's angry is that stereotype that you just said, because there's a lot of that out there. But I just feel like people who have bad days will go into restaurants and be like, these people are going to take it regardless. And that's the problem. Is that, like, they're just like, they get paid. I want my stuff. And if it's not right, boom, I want to let them know about it. But I don't think it's even the people that have a bad day. I think it's just people that have the expectation that your servants of food. That there, there might be some people out there. And I hate that. And I, I, I try not to think of it like that. I just try to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're having a bad day, that they were looking to take it out on someone. And guess what? There's a host. There's a 17-year-old host that they can yell at because their, their table's 10 minutes late or somebody that they talk to on the phone who doesn't sound uh, like a host that they're like, oh, what is, what, uh, what's your name? Oh, my name's Mike. I'm the general manager. Yeah, you sound like it. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. That's very cool. But what I, I'm I was saying, trying to be knowledgeable. But what I'm saying is like you, so, it's more than that. I know, like but you have the to, industry is more than that. It should be respected. I agree with and you. And people shit on it. I agree with you. But you you still have to take whatever it is that's coming in. I, I do also it's believe so that tough. anyone who goes into a restaurant it's so tough. is hungry. Right? So like So half your customers are already hangry. You're not going into a restaurant because like, oh man, I'm so full. Let's go get some food. Again. So like you're already like a little bit irritable. So but, like, but, if it, if it doesn't work out, like your your flip switches faster. It doesn't mean it's right or not. Sure, you just you just you're getting the worst at people before they get their food. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I feel like we're talking about the ten percent or five percent. Oh, it's very small. It, it's it is small. There are so many great customers yeah. out there, and yeah. that's why we try who to are juggle hungry, the who are waiting twenty minutes and don't care, and they make yeah. jokes about it, and they yeah. they they hug us and have a great time. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, we are talking about a small percentage for of, sure. It's it's what grinds our gears, and, yeah, and yeah. it's probably the the level of the atrocity of what they're doing. That's why that's why you made uh, customer of the week by your level. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it, but honestly, I I feel better even. You getting should offer her some of their single barrel pick. You try this yet? Do try some rye. <laughs> try some rye. You should have got it a little bit lit and see what happened. Oh uh, well, so she wanted to get a beer to go, yeah. and after she had literally come in and out eight times and wasted so much of our time. And, and gone behind the host stand yeah. and stared at the host and stared at the kitchen. I was like, no, we don't do to-go beers. Yeah. <laughs> go go after yourself. <laughs> just, I was like, no. So like, well, my husband's thirsty. I'm like, sweet. Here's a water and a kid's cup. That should Tell him to put his should. mouth underneath the tap. Or come on in. I'd yeah. love to serve him a beer at the bar. Yeah. But honest, this Johnny, this is one of the things I love about this, this podcast is that I can – complain about things and you always i feel like you are the other side of it in a good way that's the best part where you bounce it back to me and i can think of things in a different light than i would have um so while i'm glad that i got it off my chest and even though you were on my side and that stuff you're 100 you're still talking yeah. about the other side a little bit so i appreciate you in that that's what Thank frustrates you. me the most because you're not you're not all 100 on my side you're always he hates a little, you give a little, little negative nancy over there <laughs> no, come on now <laughs> No, I just, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not in the industry, and I, I just feel like people. Yeah, but you're a really good customer, though. Like, no, like, no, I like just you feel go like places and you, you I see it, and no, you, but I, I just, I, I feel like I'm observant, and I see people to the left and right of me when I'm in the establishments, and I just, there are some really shitty people out there. You were probably the most observant customer I've ever, I've ever been around. In general, I'm just an observant person. Yeah, so. for sure. But I appreciate you, Johnny, for yeah. for like always showing me a different side. That's uh, that's a special 
thing that I get to get. Nice. You know? Don't stop being you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Let's uh, let's wrap this podcast up. Honestly, it's been a good pod, uh, uh, great podcast. Garrett bringing on high end beer, it's high proof right. beer, high proof whiskey, great whiskey. We rated it very highly. I want more Garrett, of this rye. Give me give, give it one more plug. Throw it out this there. James E. Pepper single barrel pick for Bourbon Valley Hospitality. It's at Maze and Mash Burger Social Barrel and Rye Burger Local. We did not talk about it at all bought their own barrel because the GM there thought that the number four was the best one out of the, th- the four. I disagree. I think it was the number two. She bought the entire barrel. So if you want to try a different barrel that we tried, you go to Burger Local and you can try that one. Is um, that cast strength as well? Exact same thing. So there you go. Another just cast diff- strength just different, is different, right? When's her last day of work? <laughs> <laughs> She's already been chocolate. Listen, <laughs> if, it's, if it's her last day, then it's my last day because I approved kidding. it. I'm just kidding. Uh, That's true. You did approve it. You put your stamp of approval. I sure did. I, I literally said the day that I literally gave them a month that they would, how long it would take for them to sell it. Uh, this James E. Pepper, I think, is really, really good. I'm super excited about this. That's good. Okay, next episode, we're trying both of those. Side by side. Side, 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 Johnny's calling it. Now Johnny's picking the whiskey. All right, you gonna yes. bring the beer too, John? Yeah, yeah. Anything but Coors Light. You pick it up. All right, All right. here's the thing. So here's All right, the, I'm doing, thing. I'm doing beer next week. Right now. Wrap it up. Johnny's got beer. I got beer. And you're gonna, and we're bringing the new James E. Pepper from Burger Local. Johnny called yep. it. We're bringing the new James E. Pepper. Johnny's got the beer, not Coors Light. Listen, y'all. Take care of your bartenders. They're working hard for you. Take care of your servers. They're working hard for you. Remember, to go food is not the same as sitting in house. Everybody, we love you. Drink responsibly. Next time we get together, Johnny's bringing all the the stuff. He's uh, he's picking it out. And thank God because Garrett brought the high proof beer and the high proof whiskey once again. Just kidding, brother. You know I love you. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you on the uh, the next episode. And sponsored uh, by Lyft and Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Peace. All right, later, guys. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and our friends that support us. We could not do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us if you like this podcast. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona in Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. of golf balls and uh and then immediately after a toilet roll paper what do you mean in the garbage there's a <laughs> oh. box of empty box of golf balls and then on top of that is a toilet paper roll <laughs>